Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. I am so aware of a couple of people I haven't forgiven. It's, um, I cannot talk about this topic of forgiveness without just immediately in my mind going to, you know, Bill and Jerry and uh, how they attacked me and how they, um, in a season in my life where I, I think I was kind of in my prime with God and for God, just uh, hurled at me accusations and judgments and uh, did things that uh, were an attempt to um, expose me as a failure and to take me down. And, John, there's this, there's this abiding sense um, that I haven't forgiven them. And I don't know really how to. Mm. Um, I mean, it's we're talking years ago. We're talking mm. decades ago mm. that they did this. And when you talk about forgiveness, immediately their pictures, their what they mm. did come up. And mm. it's like I think I'm every man here in terms of saying I'd really like God to address that part of my soul spirit, mm. and if there's yes. bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, I'd love for him to come into that and change it. But it doesn't feel like either I know how or he has. Mm. And it, I'm mm. like the listeners here. Speak to me about forgiveness. What do I do with this? Where do I go? Friends, welcome to the Ransom Tart Podcast. Craig McConnell here uh, just telling a story. Um, I'm John Eldridge, and you stepped into the middle of a series, if you can tell. The series is on relationships. The series is on relating, loving well, learning to love better than we do, believing that the greatest impact we will ever have in the world, apart from you know uh, our gifting or phenomenal works of God, the greatest impact you'll have in the world um, is your relationship is your love of others. Hmm. That's that's your greatest legacy. And um, we got into this series and realized, whoa, like we can't go forward without addressing forgiveness. We've got all these other things we want to talk about, but we've got to get forgiveness at least into the, into the framework here because it's in the way of us loving well. So um, welcome to uh, kind of a part two on forgiveness here. Um, there's a couple things I want to say right out of the gate today that I think will help people. First off, forgiving is not feeling forgiving. Mm-hmm. You do not wait for the feelings to show up. And to feel hurt still doesn't mean you haven't forgiven someone. Mm-hmm. In, um, to feel anger, you know, to feel these things, forgiveness is not first and primarily a feeling. And that's really important for us to know because I think we wait either to feel forgiving before we forgive or we wait to feel forgiving to know, oh, good, okay, I did forgive. Yes. Right? And I I just want to say forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is initially a choice. 
Now, it's not a superficial choice. It's a meaningful, soul-felt, you know, sincere mm-hmm. choice. Uh, the scripture you read last week, forgive one another from the heart. You know, it's mm-hmm. got, we're talking about something that's deep and real, but please don't start with feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, either I feel forgiving, so I'll forgive, or I don't feel forgiving, I must not have forgiven them. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think I want to say that in some cases, forgiveness really is a process um, whereby God, you know, kind of comes into the the festering um, part of our life and there's a cleansing and there's repentance on our part and there's a genuine choice to forgive. And then we find that we, we have to do it again and we have to do it again. And, and it doesn't mean that it didn't work. It doesn't mean you, quote, weren't sincere. Mm-hmm. It just means that oftentimes in some of these places, especially of deeper violation, you know, there's a deeper cleansing that's yeah. needed. So I just want to clarify a few things about feelings and feeling forgiving, yes. but it is a choice. And as we've written several places in Ransomed Heart materials, forgiveness is not saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is not saying it didn't really matter. It wasn't that big of a deal. Forgiveness is it's not saying, um, well, I just uh, I just let all that go. Forgiveness is a choice to say, that was a crime. Yes. That was a real and genuine violation. And I choose to pardon you from any extraction of justice on my part, punishment, retaliation, right? And it's the scriptures always directly link it to the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, forgive one another as God has forgiven you. Yes. Right? It just Every time forgiveness is addressed in the scripture, you know, you'll find within the context of that because of Christ, on behalf of Christ, you know, some connection to as you have been forgiven, you know, those kinds of statements. And, and so there's a, there's a posture in us that says the cross of Jesus Christ is enough. I extract no further justice, vengeance, malice punishment, penalty, payback, right? It is saying the cross of Jesus Christ is enough. I ask for no further payment of this. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean, again, that you immediately feel forgiving. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that you launch right back into relationship with that person, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation and relationship. Mm-hmm. But first, it's a choice. And it's a choice based on I pardon. I pardon the violation. I'm not minimizing the violation, right? I'm not explaining it away. Oh, well, he had too much to drink that night. Oh, well, you know, I, I never stood up to her anyway. And I kind of put myself at no, no, it's not minimizing. It's not explaining away. It's saying, look, that was real. And that was a violation. That was a sin against me. That was crime. And the cross of Jesus Christ is enough. For both of us, I demand no further payment. I demand no further penalty, justice, payback. I pardon. Mm -hmm. I pardon. Because I've been pardoned. Scripture always links it to that because I have been forgiven. 
I pardon because the cross is enough for that person. And then it is it is turning them over to God. Mm-hmm. It, it is a choice to say, I turn them over to you, Jesus. Now, discipline may be necessary. You know, they may need some serious conviction, you know, those kinds of issues. But I don't require those anymore. Mm-hmm. I turn them over to you, Jesus, in your love and in your justice to handle them. I pardon this. I forgive this violation. And the choice first is will. It's really an act of will. We were saying last week that, you know, all loving requires the supernatural presence of God in us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Once you understand what loving really looks like, you just go, oh my goodness, who can do this? And and you go, right, exactly. It's, you know, but there's got to be a willingness in us to say, God, I want this to happen. I'm open to forgiving. You know, because until we make that initial choice, it's an initial act of will, you know, uh, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to dink around this. We're going <sighs> to minimize it. You know, we're going to avoid it, push it off for years, whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. John, it almost seems like if I'm going to pursue relationships with anybody, I have to be prepared and know that forgiveness is required of me. You know, it's just. It will be a part of my daily living. Yeah. And again, gang, we want to help you with this. We want to help you through this. Oh, my goodness. It's hard to hide these stories. So, you know, we'll make men, women in the stories. We'll change their name from, you know, Ted to uh, Samantha. We'll try and bury the details because, you know, everyone listening to this is going, are they talking about me? You know. Yeah, um, just recently, the person in our life, um, I think, really kind of treated our relationship pretty um, irresponsibly and mishandled um, what we've offered over the years to them. And and now, now they're back in our life and asking some things of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am exposed. I thought I had forgiven. Mm. It was fascinating to realize while they were out of my life, I thought I had forgiven. But as soon as they're back and asking some things, they want us to come to, you know, some barbecues and some family right. functions and some things. Like, you know, suddenly it's like, no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, boy, I, yikes. I thought. And so, and so, no shame, no guilt, no contempt, uh-huh. no self, you know, reproach, you know, but Jesus, oh my goodness. Okay, Lord, come into this. Mm-hmm. I invite you into the violation. Mm-hmm. Jesus, come into this. And I am willing and I am choosing right now to forgive again to let this go, to love. They want to move back towards us, then, you know, and it's exposing that I thought I had forgiven them as long as I had sort of, you know, yes. rejected them from my world, yes. you know. Um, Jesus, okay, okay, okay. And I find that something that's very important, gang, is I've got to go back and and not minimize the violation. Yes. I've got to go back and go, Lord, that, that really hurt. That hurt. And that that was real. And uh, I don't even think they know that it hurt. And I just, Jesus, I can't wait for them to appreciate, understand the depth of their impact on me. I can't wait for that. 
It's not waiting for them to say, I'm sorry. Yes. But Jesus, first, I just got to recognize the weight of the offense. I got to invite Christ into that mm-hmm. and then choose the higher road of love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to love. I want to be a lover. Mm-hmm. I want to be a lover. And I can feel the internal war of those parts of me that don't want to forgive. Yes. Right? That are choosing, you know, Christ is saying, look, I can help you with this, you know, but there's this internal thing in me that's got to let him. Yeah. John, what what is the effect of us not forgiving? I mean, what does that say or expose or what's the effect of that? Um, I mean, it must expose... Some of our thoughts and assumptions about God, about life, and but what does it do to us if, if our heart kind of has pushed away people instead of forgiving them? Gang, here's the thing. I know you think that it only affects your relationship with that person, mm-hmm. but the scary thing is it's like an infection. Mm. It's like a fever or kind of a chronic inflammation, it eventually works its way through the whole system. I'm aware of it. I can speak to it right now, that while I want to believe that this is only having to do with this person, (laughs) I'm just aware that as I shut parts of my heart down to forgiveness, those parts are not available in relating to other people. Hmm. And then we're not talking about just one person in any person's life, gang, right? I mean, if we all start making our lists, we're talking about hundreds of violations over the years. Mm -hmm. We're talking about thousands of disappointments. And the overall effect of that is I, I'm not going to just make it generic, I shut down relationally as a person. Mm -hmm. I just become a little more cynical, a little more guarded, a little less willing to trust, Right? Mm -hmm. It's horrible. The effect of it is horrible. So we can't really live as we were designed to, as we want to, without dealing with issues of forgiveness. The way you're describing it, there's a slow erosion of our spirit or soul or relational ability. Yes. Our heart. Yeah, there is. And again, gang, I, I just... I know we're touching on some things that are huge, and we're trying to do it in the context of a podcast, but let me rush in to say, in those areas of major violation, Mm -hmm. in those things, you know, where, Craig, you were talking about stories from decades ago, you now may have, dear friends, a place of stronghold. In other words, the enemy is here too. Mm -hmm. And if you don't deal with that, you're just going to get beat up here, that everything we've described— Jesus, I choose to forgive. I am willing to have you work in me in this. I release them. All of those steps of I bring this before you, invite you into the pain. I declare the violation real, true, actual crime. And the, you know, the cross is enough. The cross is sufficient. I extract no further judgment. However, however, if the enemy is here too, he's going to be all over this mm-hmm. with trying to make you feel unforgiving or trying to bring it up again or trying to re, you know, replay all the pain. And so, gang, you also need to deal with the enemy here, right? And I bring the work of Christ against any form of, of spirits of resentment, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. spirits of unforgiveness. I bring the work of Christ against all um, just every lying spirit in this. You know, Jesus, cleanse the wound, heal the pain, and I bind the enemy from this. The memory, the relationship, my thoughts, feelings, attitudes toward this person, because you may well have forgiven dear ones. Mm -hmm. And the torment that you're experiencing now is just the enemy trying to beat you up. And and so you please, please, please keep that as part of your part of your work in this area, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you know, you have an enemy. And if you don't calculate for that in this, he's he's going to he's going to work in it in ways that will distress you Mm -hmm. unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah. John, I, I I think Areas of forgiveness are just ripe for the enemy um, to just jump all over us. And I, I think one of the biggest lies he he sells to us is simply that uh, that event or that person, what they did to me, is just beyond God's ability to redeem. Yes. Beyond God's yes. ability yes. to heal. Yes. I mean, that yes. somehow yep. I am scarred and damaged. Mm-hmm. Beyond God's ability mm-hmm. to write a new chapter, mm-hmm. I think that's the huge lie there. Break those agreements, friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, in other words, if you've made an agreement like that, not this one, not mm-hmm. this person, this is beyond the reach of God. You want to break that agreement, right? Because that's not true. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing that's beyond the scope of God's redemption. Yeah. Two questions come to mind, John. Um, one is. If I forgive someone, does forgiveness require some kind of attempt for reconciliation, some action? Um, no, no, no. No. And we teach this at our retreats, especially regarding father and mother wounds. Um, that person may not be in a position to be in relationship with you right now. Mm-hmm. In other words, if they haven't repented of their lifestyle, their their ways, if they're still a violating, angry, raging person, manipulative, whatever. No, 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 friends. That's a naive view of forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean you drop the drawbridge and you allow them back in the castle, mm-hmm. you know. Again, mood, motive, spirit behind all of this is really important. But forgiveness does not mean that you now treat them as your closest and dearest friend. I mean, they may be your closest and dearest friend and reconciliation may happen with tears and hugs and love and prayer and, you know, all kinds of beautiful stories like that have taken place in both our lives. But no, forgiveness does not mean instant best buddies. Mm Mm-hmm. The second question, John, is if someone's listening to this and and they're just aware, you know, either a name or an event or a time or something's popping up or perhaps nothing's popping up, but they know there's got to be these issues in my life. Where do they go? The podcast ends. What would you say to someone in terms of what do you do with this? Mm. Obviously, we're going to say take it to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're going to say that the journey involves, Jesus, would you come into this? Mm. Would you come into this? Would you show me this? Can I come into the depths of this? Show me what's going on here. And gang, it's really important that you invite Christ into the pain of it mm-hmm. because that's where he can minister to you and that's where he can comfort and cleanse and heal Right, And then show me, Jesus, show me what forgiveness looks like in this situation. 
show me, Lord. In other words, we teach walking with God. There's just now, you know, obviously talk to a friend. If you're in counseling, talk to your counselor about it. Talk to your pastor about it. Um, we may need that, may require yeah. talking with someone through this. But the simple beauty of the gospel is you have Jesus. Yes. Invite him into it. Christ come into this. Now, here's what we're going to do, gang. We're going to try and incorporate this now in the rest of the series. Like we'll model this as we walk through some other things. Next podcast, we're going to go into styles of relating. And I'm very aware of how issues of forgiveness have profoundly affected my style of relating. And so this will play itself yes. out as we go on. We're not just going to leave you hanging here, yeah. but... Uh, but that's good for this week's podcast. Could I mention one resource? Please. I think Dan Allender's book, Bold Love, is really a good resource for any listener here to go a little deeper into what forgiveness looks like. I'd really recommend that. Thank you. That's huge. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast, and we're in a series on relationships. Hope you'll stay with us. Hope you'll tell others about this. We'd love for you to introduce your family and friends to the Ransom Tart Podcast. I'm John Eldridge, and we'll talk to you next time.